Welcome, Welcome to the Author Factor Podcast, the show for profitable insights and tips with business owners, entrepreneurs, and CEOs who use their nonfiction book to create the ultimate competitive advantage and grow their business. Grow their business. Grow their business. Here's your host, Amazon best-selling author and book publishing coach, Mike Capuzzi. Welcome to another profitable episode of the Author Factor Podcast. I'm Mike Capuzzi, and I want to thank you for joining us. Today, I'm changing things up because my guest has not yet written his first book, but he does help a lot of book authors promote their books. My guest today is Alex Sanfilippo. Alex is the founder of PodPros.com, a software company focused specifically on the podcasting industry, and he and his team have created PodMatch, a service that matches podcast guests and hosts together for interviews. PodMatch has my highest recommendation, which is why I asked Alex to join me today. Alex, welcome to the Author Factor Podcast. Mike, thank you so much for the kind words and having me on today. You have a fantastic show here. So really just an honor to be here with you. Well, I think it's an honor to have you here because I see what you and your team and your wife, what you guys are doing uh, as far as the podcast world. And I just, I'm just astounded. I think it's very cool. So I just barely touched on, you know, what you've done up to this point in your career. Why don't you just give our listeners a bit of a background that, you know, brings you up to today, Alex? Yeah, sure. So actually, funny thing, like when I was getting out of high school, I decided instead of we talked about this offline, which is funny, Mike, but I was either going to go to college or invest in real estate and the market was hot. And I come from like a family of entrepreneurs. I'm like, you know what, I'll do school in a couple of years when I've got just a ton of money. So I invested in a bunch of real estate in 2006, uh, 2007, 2008. <laughs> we all know what happened. And my dad's like, why aren't you going to college? I'm like, because I'm broke. You know, like I have zero dollars. Um, anyway, so it's just poor timing, which actually ended up being a great lesson learned. But at that point, I looked for an industry that was doing well. And the aerospace industry at that point was still doing really well. Because um, I was not on the it wasn't the commercial side, obviously, it was more so like the the government, it was the uh, uh, different countries, like the militaries and stuff like that, that were partnering with the US. So like, basically, I jumped in on that. And the funny thing is, I just jumped in as a receiving clerk. So like part time receiving clerk, which meant I took out the trash and broke down boxes. And uh, I was always a curious guy, like, again, being a bit of an entrepreneur, sure was an in organization, I guess, now that's been coined as an entrepreneur. But more or less, I just kind of was stayed interested, stayed hungry. I went from part time to full time. And then over a 15 year period of time, worked my way up to the executive level, where I ran the commercial operations division of the company, which oversaw five departments. And uh, it was a really I loved that job. But I'll, I'll tell you what, like, when it hit big corporate, like at one point, when, when I joined, it was like a small ish company, uh, doing 10s of millions of dollars. When I left, it was part of a multi-billion dollar publicly traded organization. So as you can imagine, what you can do on a given day changes a lot, even at a, an executive level. So I couldn't do what I wanted to do anymore uh, as far as implementation. And that's kind of when the writing was on the wall for me. When I had an idea and it would take six months for a board to discuss it before you could do anything with it, right? I was like, you know what? I, th I think I'm ready to be a real entrepreneur. And that kind of got me started in podcasting. So long story short, 15-year career there was a beautiful thing. I, I worked as hard as I could till the day I left. It was bittersweet. But now I've been in podcasting for a couple of years, and I fir like firmly just enjoy every aspect of it. Very cool. And I knew, Alex, there were some similar backgrounds because my background is a little bit similar. And also, you know, I was telling you, I graduated with an engineering degree. I went to, did that for a couple of years. Then I worked at a very small software company uh, in the early 90s. Uh, I was employee number 57. Oh, wow. I left there at the height of the dot-com, uh, you know, bubble. It was a bu turned out to be a bubble. 
we had several thousand employees. I traveled the world. You know, so it's this like little company. That, and so everything you just said about, you know, small company becoming a big company, I totally get. And that's when I went out on my own in the late 90s. And uh, so it's kind of it's a similar background. So I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, it's funny that you both did engineering and uh, software, which are the two things that I've kind of been involved in. I wasn't directly an engineer, but I worked with a team of engineers. So it's kind of funny. We, we have very similar backgrounds in different ways, right? It probably makes us like the ultimate geeks, but hey. I'm sure. <laughs> it, it's, it's all good. I, I, I don't have any problem with uh, you know, wearing that badge. So, right. You know, we mentioned that you developed Podmatch, which is the main reason I wanted you, you on here, because I've been a, a fan of Podmatch. Um, I've, you know, found the most amazing guests for my podcast on it. I've been the guest on other podcasts and it's just, it's just what you've built there is just so darn cool. So I'd like you to describe what Podmatch is and let's start, you know, turning the conversation to how book authors can start leveraging podcast guesting, podcast hosting, and, and more importantly, Podmatch. Yeah, definitely. Before I do that, I got to mention, I, I, as you know, I, I listened to your podcast and I was listening to an episode I actually want to shout out. So anyone who's listening that hasn't checked this out, go back to episode 102. And it was an interview with a guy named Steve Lowell is how I believe you say it. Mm -hmm. And it, it, like this dude is so brilliant and like, so like just really accomplished. And the funny thing is when I told you how much I enjoyed that episode, you're like, oh, I found him on Podmatch. I'm like, <laughs> no way, this guy's on Podmatch. That's crazy. But uh, yeah, but I encourage everyone who's listening to this, if you're an author thing about coming an author want to just take the next level need some encouragement episode 102 of this show is, is solid so the author factor episode 102 anyway that's my my little rant right there but uh i thought it was cool that you found that person on podmatch so the idea of podmatch really just originated from my own struggle as a podcaster again coming from the corporate background that i was in and i wanted to do entrepreneurship so i started an entrepreneurship podcast to learn my network of entrepreneurs that i knew was very small i could get you ceos all day from big corporations but I couldn't find those people. So when I started the show, I struggled. I remember in the first two seasons, I had the same guest on three times because he's one of the only people that I knew in this space. And it, thankfully, my show did exceptionally well. So I, I kind of broke that barrier and uh, it was just great timing and, and worked out good for me. I'm very thankful for that. But a couple of years later, I was speaking on a podcasting stage because that's kind of like what led me to that. And I just asked people after I got off stage, hey, what are you struggling with in podcasting? And I had a hundred different people say the same thing, having trouble finding guests for my show or ideal guests for my show or the right people that should be on it. And long story short, Mike, I just decided, you know what, what if we built something for these hosts to find guests for their show and vice versa? Because there's people wanting to be on shows as well. And for lack of a better term here, Podmatch basically is like a dating app, but for the podcast industry. And what that means simply is instead of connecting people for dates, we connect people for podcast interviews. So I'll find the guest and the host. It'll match you up on a bunch of different things. The algorithm kind of sorts through them and says, hey, Mike, Alex might be a good fit for you because of this reason is basically how it works more or less. And that's the whole idea is can we simplify the whole booking process by introducing those people together faster and letting them chat on our platform and kind of figure it out from there. And that's that's the, the problem we've set out to solve. And we, I believe we've done a really good job with it at this point. And Alex, correct me if I'm wrong, because I, you know, when I was doing research on Podmatch, even before I first joined, you came up with this concept or the concept started being developed right at the outset of COVID, like March of 2020, correct? Yes. Yeah. Was, and the first I, version was available just a few months later? Yeah. March 10th is when I wrote down the idea on a whiteboard, called up my, my, my technical co-founder and was like, hey, let's do this together. And then on June 15th, 2020, we had it into an early beta. So here's why I'm shaking my head. And I'm so amazed by that because it is a robust, like you said, it, there's algorithms going on behind the scene. Like when you join Podmatch, which I encourage everyone listening to go join Podmatch, whether you're a host or you want to be a guest, 
because what's so cool about it, A, it's very cost-effective, Alex, and you know this, right? There's, there's these podcast you know, agencies that charge thousands of dollars to get you on a couple podcasts. And, you know, that's, that's good for some folks. For folks that might not have that budget, Podmatch is a great alternative. I love the fact that it's automated. You set up your criteria, and every day I get, multi, I get batches of matches, batches of matches um, <laughs> that I can just sort through and say yes or no. And, it's, uh, and the quality, Alex, I think is really key. I've read, heard other people say the same thing about Podmatch. The quality of podcast hosts that you have and podcast guests it's only going to get better and it's, it's mm-hmm. good now. It's only going to get better too, as you grow. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. I appreciate it. And that's, that's one of the things that was really important to us from day one. The onboarding, as you know, is a little bit more involved than most websites you'll register at. And initially people are like, man, this isn't good. You're not going to grow very fast. And in my mind, I remember telling people this, like thinking through it. And I'm like, you know what? I don't want to grow fast. I want to grow with quality. And I want it to be really good for the people that trust us and give us the time to sign up. Yeah. So let's just keep that the focus because some people were like, just let them on and then they can make their profile later. And to date, we just, we've decided we're not going to change that. It's, it takes a little bit to get involved in Podmatch, but it's kind of like the law of buy-in, right? Like let people have to take the time and, and, and know who they are. Like you really, as a guest, especially, you have to know what you want to talk about to like during the registration po- process. And I believe that quality over quantity always wins. At least that's been true in my life. So I appreciate you saying all that. And that's, that's really important for us at our core, for us to make sure that continues. No, it is. It, it, I mean, listen, anyone who's listening to this now, just go back, you know, the last 15, 20 episodes, um, they're podmatch guests. And, I, I, you know, I just think they're the, the I high, love that. I mean, and I, it's funny because I, I don't know about you, Alex, but sometimes, you know, you, have a, you know you have a show coming up and recording. You're like, oh, I'm tired or, you know, something, I'd rather be doing something else. And I would say 99 out of 100 times that, that percentage – when I get off of a an interview, I'm pumped. I'm jazzed. Oh yeah! It's like, <laughs> yep. Wow, that was a really cool person. I would have never met if it wasn't for the interview and you know ultimately Podmatch. Yeah, I love that. Thank you. That's so cool. So let's talk about podcast guesting, which I'm a big fan of that strategy for book authors. So let's focus it, Alex. My audience are business owners, entrepreneurs, CEOs, nonfiction business books. Why, in your opinion, do you think podcast guesting is a smart strategy for authors? Well, I, I think that it's, it's the medium that people really are interested in these days. Podcasting is, people love that. I mean, we all live busy lives and people love to listen while they're cleaning the house, while they're working out, while they're driving, whatever they're doing, people really enjoy having that in the background. And sure, it's maybe not, most people aren't sitting there taking notes while they're listening to podcasts, but especially when it's a conversation around a topic that somebody knows, which you know this, Mike, people who write books usually know a, like a topic really well because they, they had to write a book on it, right? They put it together. When people are listening to that, they are learning that. And they're developing a know, like, and trust with that person who's on the other side of the mic, not just the host. The host usually drives the best conversation out. And when a, guest, when a listener is actually hearing that, they now are like, you know what? I really like this Mike guy. Like, I really like him a lot. I know that this book he's talking about is going to benefit me because I just kind of heard it at a high level I didn't take any notes. I'd actually love to grab the book now because I can sit back and really learn a little bit more about it. And I can actually take notes. I can highlight things. And I just find that it's really the best way to give someone an introduction to what it is that you do in your world as an author. So personally, I I love it. And that's one of the main reasons. I mean, there's obviously many more that we could dive into, but that's the first one that really sticks out in my mind. Is there anything over the course of you being a guest, you being a host, or now working with so many different podcasters in general, 
anything cool that you've seen, Alex, for a book author that they've done as far as you know leveraging a guest strategy, but doing something that you just think, hey, that was pretty, pretty, pretty unique or pretty uh, smart. Yeah, I, I've got one here, and then I'd love to hear your feedback as well, just because you've worked with I don't know how many like writing short, helpful books. I don't know how many people you've you've helped with that, but um, uh, one that really stood out to me recently that, that I thought was just the coolest thing ever. I was having this this guy on my podcast as a guest, and he was an author. And he said, hey, I was like, where do you want me to send people? Like at the end, I like to make sure I send them to the right place. He goes, oh, we're going to send them to, uh, I can't remember the website, but my, mywebsite.com slash quiz. And what it was is he had like a 20-question quiz that basically helped you determine if the book would be helpful to you. And it was like a typeform.com quiz. So it was nothing fancy. He didn't pay for the quiz. It was just literally typeform.com, which is a really fun way to do it. And he asked these yes, no questions of like, have you ever struggled with this? Yes or no? Do you currently work on this or that? And the end, it basically spits out a percentage. And it said, when I did it, it said 97% chance this book is going to really add value to your life. And I was like, I bought the book because I was like, that is so cool. And I've actually only seen a couple of people ever do that. But that to me, Mike, was like a really cool thing. And at the end of the show, a lot of my listeners went and actually took the quiz because they're like, even if they weren't sure if they won the book, they're like, well, I want to take, see what the quiz says, right? Like, who doesn't? Like, it takes three minutes to fill out the quiz. I'm going to do it. I thought that was a really cool thing that they did. And they just, on every podcast, it's where they sent everybody. They never said, go to my website, never go to my social media. It's go to this website.com slash quiz. And that's where everybody went. And I thought that was a really unique thing that they could do. Yeah, I, I heard that episode, Alex. I wrote that down. I thought that was pretty cool too, because I consider myself a pretty smart marketer. I was like, mm, there's, there's a lot of smart things going on there. Engagement, interactivity, the, uh, you know, I want to know what my score is going to be, you know, if, if, am I going right. to you know, match up to this thing? So I think it's, it's very smart. I will say, just for everyone listening, because I, you know, I know one of the questions I'm going to ask you is sort of like, you know, mistakes made as a guest, but I'm surprised on when I have guests on, I would say most of them at the end of the conversation, and I say, listen, share whatever you want to share. They just say, hey, go to my website, go to Amazon, whatever. Since, you know, for the last two and a half years that I've been guesting, I've always sent listeners, and I'm just sharing this as a tip for our listeners, to a, a private link. It's a private link on my website that only listeners can get to because it's the only time they'll hear the URL. And it's, a, it's not a quiz, though I may have to add that, but it's a short form. I ask which podcast they hear me on so I can track, we can track things. But we basically just ask them, to, uh, we're, gonna, we're giving them a couple versions of our books uh, that they can read instantly online. So it's a hidden kind of link. They can read my books online for free. All I ask is for name and email and what podcast you heard me on. I'm a direct response marketer. That's how direct response marketers think. They, you know, they're trying to get, you know, gauge response. So at minimum, I would encourage any, anybody who wants to leverage podcast guesting to not just send folks to your website. I mean, that's bare minimum. At minimum, I would say something like I'm doing, like this guy that you just mentioned, Alex, send them, make, make listeners feel special, give them something special. And uh, I think it's smart. I love that you just shared that. And I actually like that better in some ways because you actually, you find out where people are coming from. Uh, a lot of people that do a lot of guessing that I talk to, I ask, well, are, is it working for you? Like sometimes, <laughs> like what, what show has worked for you? I, I actually don't know because I just send them to the homepage of my website and I'm guilty of that as well. But I'm like, oh man, I love the fact that you have a form where it's probably, I'm guessing it's free form where they can just basically say what show they heard you on. That yeah. way yeah. you can tell. And if, if you're, listen, if in the last month you've had a hundred visits to your website from, or that page, from podcast and 99 of them are from the same show. Yep. That's the, that's the host you want to say, Hey, do you have any friends that do this? Hey, are you ever looking for a repeat guest? Right. Cause that's where yep. you actually got some great traction. I love the fact that you're actually 
I'm just going to call it tracking the guesting yeah. return on investment is yep. what you're doing. Yep. And, you know, it's interesting. We could still do a better job. I mean, listen, you know, I'm sure you, you probably agree with this with anything in life. You can always you do something then you figure, well, I know I could probably do it better. Yeah, of and, course. Continuous improvement, think, right? Right. I think the fact that I share that at the end, which is the typical way of a conversation, but I think often I'm not sure how many people make it to the end of the podcast. It, you know, it's not 100% by any means. So it's always interesting. I've been on some pretty big podcasts, and I'm always interested in saying, wow, that's, that's the number from that podcast. So, hmm. But anyway, so I want, let's go back to your experience with authors using a guest strategy. We could probably talk for an hour or two. You, um, I know you've done some classes on this, but effectively, an, an effective podcast guest pitch, Alex. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Just explain that for listeners. But more importantly, share some of your wisdom when it comes to effectively pitching a podcast host. Yeah. So first off, what this means is if I'm the guest, I'm the author, and I want to be on I want to be on the Author Factor podcast, right? So I'm reaching out to Mike. That's the pitch is the outreach to Mike. And so I find his email address or I don't know, find him where he's active on social media, wherever you can connect. You find me on Podmatch. Uh, Podmatch. Perfect. <laughs> Let's use that. That makes it real. That's actually the, I exclusively do interviews through Podmatch this yep. day, these days because it's so much easier yep. and I know I built it. So I digress. But um, anyway, so yeah, that's basically that, that message that you're sending out. Now I'd love to share just a, a few things yes. that really helped me, Mike, that like I went from a guy who was maybe getting on one out of a hundred podcasts to now being in, I'd, I'd say like the mid nineties of like approval rate of like actually getting, yes, come on the show. That sounds great. And I just, this was, I learned this through, gosh, just so many times sending terrible pitches and getting a little bit better and getting feedback. People are like, Hey, Alex, can't be the show. Cause what you said was terrible, right? Like so just learning it over time. But what I learned is, and I'll kind of share, share five steps here. I'll go through them real quick. Uh, number one is to lead with value. So for me, if I was going to reach out to, let's, I'm just going to keep on using his example, Mike. If I'm going to reach out, I'm going to say, hey, I love the Author Factor podcast. Side note, it has to be for integrity. I'm not just going to say that. I'm actually going to mean it. So it requires me to listen to some episodes. So I'm going to listen. I'm not just going to say, I like the, oh, love the podcast. You're doing a great job. I'm going to say, hey, Mike, I really liked episode 102 where you talked with Steven because it was a really insightful episode. It helped motivate me a little bit to, to know that I really want to write a book in the future. I think that's a really, that's a great thing that you did that. Thank you. So you lead with value is the first thing you do. The next thing you do that most people skip this, there's no meaningful request in it at all. So I find that a lot of guests, like there's never a clear ask to be on the show. They just say all this stuff and you're like, what do they even want from me? <laughs> right? Like, so I think make a meaningful request. Say, hey, I noticed you haven't had anyone talk about topic X in a while. And I think that your audience, knowing that their authors would really benefit from hearing X. I can talk about that. Would you be interested in having me as a guest? So just straight up, like keep this really short, lead with value, make a meaningful request. The next thing you do is offer credibility. So Mike, if you and I have some mutual friends, I'll just go through all your social media. Like if I didn't know you, I'd go through everything real quick and be like, oh, we've got, oh, we, we both know this guy. We both talked to this guy. I'm going to say, hey, we both know our friend Tyler. Tyler can vouch for me. I'm, I'm a decent person, right? I'll even make a joke if I feel like you're kind of like a funny person. I'll be like, I pay him to say nice things about me. You can ask him, right? Um, I'll, I'll share something like that. And the next thing, number four, moving right along is to mention that you will share the episode. Again, integrity first. You have to really mean it. So for me, I share every episode that I'm on and I link to it from my website. Mm-hmm. So I tell the host that I'd love to be a guest. And if you would accept me, I'll link to it from my website and definitely share the episode whenever I get the chance. And the last thing. So the fifth point here is to make it easy to say no. And this is like anti-sales right here, really. But I found that when you do all these things and a host doesn't think you're a good fit, they don't feel like they can even say no because they're going to break your hearts. They just don't respond. And I have most people respond to me because I just say, hey, no pressure either way. I don't even want to be on the show if it's not a perfect fit for your audience. Just let me know either way. 
And when that does, that gives them the option to come back and say, no, but I've got a friend who I actually think you do really well with. Mm. So I gave them permission to, to not hurt my feelings, but tell me what's going on with it. So to quickly recap those, lead with value, make a meaningful request, offer credibility, mention sharing the episode, and make it easy to say no. And Alex, just so everyone kind of knows what we're talking about here, this is, this is a written, not a document, but a, a couple paragraphs that you type in, for example, in Podmatch, you message a host. We're not talking a thousand word article here, right? What do you, you know, a hundred words, yeah. 50 words, you know, something. It's, 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 it's a, a tight, that's, that's the challenge of it, by the way. I must have 20 different things of a refinement. And I listened to your training on this where I'm, I keep refining even my pitch. I incorporated some of the stuff you just shared, but I'm always trying to make it as tight as possible. But right, it's, it's a short, tight, I call it pithy statement, correct? Yeah, I mean, you write short, helpful books. I write short, helpful pitches. This is what I'm doing over here, right? But no, you're absolutely right. If it's long and it's running on, hosts probably get a lot of pitches every day. If yours is the shortest, at the very least, they're going to read it, right? So I, I keep it as brief as I possibly can. I try not to make it overly formal. I just, I want my personality to shine through, which is I, I just constantly try to make it shorter and shorter. And sometimes, like, if I got a lot of value added, I can't. Like, it's going to be a little bit long at the beginning, like leading with value. But I do my best just to constantly go back and say, okay, how can I shorten this up? But I'm glad you brought that up because it needs to be really straight to the point, as straight to the point as you possibly can. Yeah. And the other thing I would encourage people um, to make sure they do as a, as a podcast guest is, you know, re, not only listen to the, the, the podcast a couple episodes, but look, like in Podmatch, what I love about it is you allow an area where the podcast host can be very specific of what kind of guests they're looking for. And if you don't match those criteria, we've had a couple you know, probably just bypass that. Like if you don't match those criteria, don't even, you know, don't even, you know, pitch the uh, host. So right. make sure you can match and, 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 you know, deliver on what the host is looking for. Yeah. I think it's, uh, again, going back to my thing I saw earlier, quality over quantity. I, I reached the reason one my like the secret to my success being so high and getting accepted by podcasts is I literally don't reach out unless it is a perfect fit. Yeah. Like, and, and I don't. So if there's one like, ah, oh, maybe I'll give it a shot and try. I don't even try. I'm like, you know what? This, this is probably not a great fit. I'll probably still leave them a review. Cause I usually like to leave a review. Um, but I won't necessarily even reach out and be like, I should be on the show. Uh, I'm only reaching out to people. I'm like, this one is, this is perfect. Like this, I can add a ton of value. It's gonna be good for me. It's gonna be great for them. I'll do it. So I think it's really important to keep that in mind as well. Like it's not, it's not more like reps with this type of thing. It's reaching out to the ones that are really right. And Alex, I want to ask you this because, you know, in the world of marketing, there's so much hype, there's so much noise, there's so much, you know, write a book in a day, you know, go on a podcast, become a millionaire. <laughs> I've been doing my own show for two and a half years. And I would say a couple of months ago, I was actually starting to toy with like, uh, do I really want to do this? You know, I, I could, I could see some, you know, benefit from having it, but I, I, I started just wondering. And then you know, you've made some enhancements to Podmatch that I just loved. And I just, I, you know, I said, you know what, I'm not going to do this yet. Because if I don't, if I don't do this, I don't get to meet, you know, guys like you and women on these kind of conversations. And I just doubled down. Uh, and again, I'm just so happy I did. Uh, the, the last couple of months have just been tremendous with the connections and, and I'm doing stuff with people that, you know, I would never have done otherwise. In your estimation and your best opinion, what is the potential um, whether you're a host or a guest or both of podcasting, is it something that's shrinking? Is it something that's expanding? Is there anyone that really couldn't benefit from this? Man, th this is a really interesting idea here of like, what's the, the value of it on either side of the mic, right? 
Uh, first off, one, one thing weird about the industry that I'll share, and maybe some some listeners, I know that you, you all are authors and stuff like that, so this might not be super interesting, but uh, it is a real trend that people aren't talking about right now. But podcasting is not currently growing, which sounds weird. Um, and, and I'll share what I mean by that from one side. There's one side it's growing, one side it's not. But basically, we're on month 15 now, so 15 months straight. The number of active podcasts has not changed, give or take 20,000. One day could be up, one day could be down. But there's about 425,000 active podcasts, and that's it. The top number keeps on growing, but as soon as people show up, more people are leaving. And so it's interesting. The hosting providers, when I was at a conference recently, they they call themselves commodity business now because they're like, we're all fighting over the same 425,000 people because that's all that we have right now. Now, so that's interesting on that side of the mic, right? Like if you can find... The, the shows that are going to stay or like, Mike, if you have this many episodes, like statistics say you're going to keep on going at this point, right? Like, but if someone's got two episodes, you might just want to be like, okay, do they have a powerful why? Are they really going to stay in this, right? Uh, and interestingly enough, the shows that are staying though are growing faster than ever. And here's why, because the, the rate that people are listening to podcasts, so new listenership is growing at an, a record high right now. So there's not new shows coming on, but there's more people listening. So the opportunity for people that want to be in podcasting on either side of the mic is just getting better and better as long as you can identify the shows that are actually going to stay active and continuously produce content. Not that old shows won't get listeners, but you know how it goes. When you're not promoting something, it's just kind of in the background. It's going to get harder and harder for people to find that. Uh, the The internet rewards people that are active, right? So, um, but anyway, I, I think that's a really interesting thing so that the opportunity is growing for people to hear you. The other thing that's nice is if you can keep it evergreen, People that really love a show, they're going to go back and listen to other episodes. They're going to hear other things recommended. They're going to come back in circulation. People are going to share it. Being on a podcast is a great way, like I said earlier, to develop no like, and trust. So as a guest, it's really easy for you to be like, you know what? Two years ago, I was on this episode. It's talking about exactly what you're asking me about. Go check this out. See what you think about it. Like having that in the background is a huge thing. And one more benefit that I'll mention, then I'll be quiet here, Mike. But uh, the, the last thing I'll mention here that people don't really realize in podcasting is if your website or specific URL is getting linked to in show notes from episodes, you are getting backlinks to your website from Apple, from Spotify, from Amazon, from Google, and about a thousand other places are linking to your website. That tells algorithms with search engines that this is a high quality website because all these big companies are linking to them. I launched a website in January uh, with Podmatch. It's something we were trying. I, I reached out to an SEO expert. And the guy was like, how have you developed such a high authority domain that fast? He goes, I've never seen anything like it. He goes, how'd you do this? And I was like, oh, I've been about, on about 40 podcasts and they all link to it. And he's like, that's, I just never even thought about this. But anyway, that's an interesting thing because it will boost you in the search results. So that's it, Mike. Those are some of my ideas around this topic. Yeah. And I would say, you know, we're only focused on the guesting part of podcasting today, mm-hmm. Alex. And maybe, you know, if you're so inclined, I'll have you back. We can talk about hosting at some point, but because I think there's a real a, a very real opportunity for book authors to have either yes. a book-focused podcast or whatever they're known for. For some reason, crazy reason, I decided to do both. Um, <laughs> but um, And you did too. But, um, you know, there is so much hidden value, relationships, you know, the, the Google stuff, the SEO stuff, you know, and you can find clients depending on what you do. And, you know, it's definitely a real opportunity. Uh, I know a gentleman who has... Uh, I won't go too long into this, but he was uh, basically had like a local magazine. He was he sells. He he owns the publishing rights to it, and he has to you know advertising is the way he makes money. And you know he was going to all these local businesses. He couldn't figure out. You know people were just saying no, I don't want to advertise. Blah blah blah. You know the typical thing. And what he did, which was so smart, he started a, a local podcast. And he the pitch now became: listen, 
come on my local podcast, Alex, talk about your insurance company. And then they you know, did a 15-minute interview, and then it opened up the door to him now explaining, hey, we have this print magazine, yada, yada, yada. Totally changed his business using That's his podcast brilliant. strategy. So uh, I, I am a fan of podcasts. Um, I think you're right. I think it's only going to grow. Um, I think there's, the opportunities are going to grow, so I would encourage. Last question, Alex, for you. I do always like to ask sort of like mistakes made uh, or mistakes people can make. So what would be one big mistake you've heard people making when it comes to guesting? Yeah, one of the, I've got two, if that's okay. Yeah, Mike, sure. I got to share two of them. The, the first one is not being willing to be transparent. Um, I, I've only had this happen a handful of times. I've had some authors come on where they don't want to like spill the beans of the book, right? Mm-hmm. They want to just give you an, just enough that now that they're like, well, if you want more, you got to go buy the book. People don't listen to podcasts to be sold to. They listen to learn. And if there's one thing we know about podcast listeners is that they are they, they act upon what they hear and what they learn. So people will buy the book, but if they feel like you're being sold to, they're probably out. So I've had a few people that are like, I don't want to talk about chapter four because it kind of gives up too much, right? Like they won't want the book anymore. And it's just not true. So I always say transparently, anything that's being asked, share it all. I mean, give it all away if you can, right? Be like, hey, let's dive through the whole thing. I had one author come through and he told me that his book sales spiked when we released the episode. We went through every chapter of the book, like really fast. And he summarized every single chapter. We just decided we wanted to do that. And he's like, man, that was the best like result I ever had of, of, of doing this. But it's because he freely gave. He didn't hold anything back. So I always tell people like, add value. Seek to be a person of value, not a person of profit. And I find that when you do that, the profit really does follow. And, and the other thing that I mentioned is make sure you have, like we talked about, have a singular call to action of some sort. The first big podcast I was on, Mike, I was on a, a podcast that had hundreds of thousands of listeners. Mm. It was actually my first time ever being a podcast guest. I don't even know how, I didn't even know what that meant. Someone's like, you want to be on my show? I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> like, and they're like, where can I find you? I'm like, well, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, I'm here. You can go to my website, you can email me here. I just told them all those things. And when the episode came out, people reached out all those ways and like, hey, you talked about this, where can we find that? And I realized I missed a really big opportunity because people wanted to be told what to do, where to go. So it's really important. You have that singular call to action, that one place that you want people to go. So I think that when you do these two things, again, offer transparently all the information that's asked and have a place to send people. Those two things together make a really great podcast episode from a guest perspective. Well, I appreciate it, Alex. You've shared a ton of wisdom, a ton of insights. Um, There's so much for people to unpack here and more importantly, really start thinking about how they can leverage a podcast guest strategy to promote their book. Again, I'm going to just tell you, just look, join Podmatch. There's no, I'm seriously, it's just, it, it's, it's literally is a no brainer, a no brainer. So Alex, I'm going to ask you to put your money where your mouth is. How can listeners learn more about you? Yeah. So we, we, I used to not have an answer for this, Mike. And I, now after listening to you, I learned a lot today. I'm going to improve this, but right now we set up a website called podpros.com podpros.com. You can find Podmatch there. You can find everything else we're involved in. That's where I write on the blog. It's where the podcast is at, but podpros.com will show you everything. At the end of the day, though, I recommend hanging here. Like, Mike, you are going places. You're taking people with you. I have so much respect for you as a podcaster and just as, as everything that you do to show up in the world. So thank you so, so much for having me. Hey, Alex, thank you. And uh, I look forward to, like, again, just praising, the, uh, praising Podmatch and, and getting more people involved because as that community grows, it's only going to help everybody. So thank you very much. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And to my listeners, thank you. And if you found this podcast helpful, please help me grow by sharing with your network and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. Till next time, this is Mike Capuzzi. Thank you for listening to the Author Factor Podcast. 
To learn more about Mike's unique short book publishing opportunities, please visit bitesizedbooks.com.